G'day, it's Phil Edwards, Vision CEO here, with a quick invitation to become part of this amazing beacon of hope called Vision. Together we can put our love into action to help people of all kinds build or rebuild their lives on the truth of God. Please consider the part you can play during our upcoming Visionathon appeal, remembering that it's your support that makes Vision possible, including this podcast. Coming up today on The Story. We used to joke that, oh, two years sabbatical, what God got around the corner? Well, within a couple of years of uh, coming back, we had a life-altering event. One of those days we go, life's never going to be the same ever again. And it was traumatic, but God carried us through. The Story. G'day, I'm Jimmy Colfax. Welcome to The Story. In the early 90s, Keith and Vicky Buchanan enjoyed a two-year sabbatical with their children and it brought them all closer together as a Christian family. However, just as that period of time ended, their world was rocked by a traumatic event. Today, Keith and Vicky will share about that time in their lives and about some of the other ups and downs they've faced in over 40 years of marriage. But through it all, their philosophy has always been stick it out and calling it quits has never been an option. Keith and Vicky are chatting with Eric Scatterbo. Keith and Vicky, welcome to the program. Thanks, Eric. Nice to be here. Yeah. Hi. Glad to have you with us. You're coming to us from the Sunshine Coast, where you've recently relocated to. But we want to find out where did it all start? Let's start with you, Keith. Where were you born and raised? I was born in Gympie, Queensland. My parents were dairy farmers Mm -hmm. and also small crops farmers. And so I grew up on a farm and enjoyed that experience. And was faith a part of your life growing up? Yes, my parents were certainly um, strong Christians. They ran a district Sunday school and we always got to go to Sunday school, very rarely to church, but the gospel was clearly preached. And for you personally, did you have a personal relationship with Jesus? Yeah, um, that happened when I got to go to a youth camp at Mount Tambourine when I was about 12, and the gospel message became very clear to me, and I knew I had to respond then, so I um, I accepted Christ as my saviour uh, at that, that age. And Vicky, what was life like growing up for you? Um, I thought I was in a normal family, which turned out in our later years to be not quite so normal, but it certainly was a Christian home, and I had the honour of sitting at my mother's feet at Sunday school from the age of younger than I can remember, and um, yeah, just take my hat off to my mother. She was a Sunday school teacher all my growing up, and uh, what she imparted into my life was a strong faith. Then later, a good, strong youth group that, you know, where the gospel was taught. I went to a um, little country crusade when I was 13 and gave my heart to the Lord then. And while it's it's sometimes been a a shaky faith in the early years, certainly my faith has stayed with me. Now, it sounds like your mother didn't just teach you biblical truths, but modeled it for you. Oh, she did. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yes. Very blessed. As his parents modelled it for him. Yeah, our kids and grandkids have an amazing heritage mm-hmm. going back for years, yeah. And then how did the two of you meet? We'll start with you, Vicky. <laughs> we 
we went to the same high school, but uh, Keith was a bit nerdy at high school for oh, me. Oh, please tell us. <laughs> oh, yeah, he was you know, one of he wasn't one of the cool guys, so I wasn't interested. <laughs> oh, okay. I'm going to have to find out how Keith feels about that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, we both went to inter-school Christian fellowship, and I used to operate the library that that had. And one of the regulars was uh, this girl, Vicky, and I thought she was pretty cool and um, attractive and all of the other things that entice a young man. So I, um, yeah, just enjoyed knowing her at school, but it wasn't until I was an apprentice diesel fitter that I went to do some training in Brisbane. And one of my cousins rang and said, there's a number of girls who'd like to go out for dinner on Friday night. Would you like to go out for dinner? So I ended up with a car full of girls that included Vicky, and she was the only one that wanted to go to the movies afterwards. So, yeah, it all started there. I think there might have been a bit of planning on their part. Oh, so you thought he was a little bit nerdy. What happened? Well, as I grew up, I saw gentleness and that was important to me okay so maybe we could say you matured a little bit yes you would say that yes okay so where did it go from there we married uh in 1977 so we've been married for 43 years 43 years yes yeah congratulations oh fantastic (laughs) you're long haulers continuous oh that's good And um, we had children reasonably soon after we married. Mm -hmm. And I don't regret that because now, you know, they're off and making their own lives and we've got energy and time to do some other significant things. Not that parenting isn't significant, but, you know, some other things that uh, Mm -hmm. are important to us. Oh, so you're saying that you became empty nesters at a younger age? Yes, that's right. Absolutely. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll talk about that a little bit later, but let's continue with uh, early married life. Any challenges at that point? Probably um, during Vicky's second pregnancy, she felt that things weren't normal, and eventually one afternoon when I was at home, she collapsed, and I had to rush her to the hospital. Oh, wow. And um, they had to operate and remove a cyst. And so that was a pregnancy that grew into our second son and um, God had his hand on that incident and we're very pleased that he did. Can you share what happened, Vicky? Yeah, the cyst was wrapped around the, the baby and excruciating pain. Mm. But the doctor said that any earlier and I would have lost the baby and any later, and I wouldn't have been able to keep the baby. So he's a, our miracle boy. And um, before he was born, then the Lord said, this boy will be in the ministry. And I kept that to myself for all the years of uh, his growing up until he was about 36 mm-hmm. and uh, went into Bible college and he is now in the ministry. So, Oh, wow. Um, yes. Yeah, so it was a, an amazing experience to look back all these years and see that God had his hand on a little baby boy before he was born. Yeah, wow, that's wonderful. Mm. Any other challenges in your married life? Other than uh, the normal busyness and 
we didn't have too many uh, dramas when the kids were little. We just attempted to impart our faith into these kids and, um, yeah, we saw that as important, that we went to church as a family and mm-hmm. went, and the kids went to Sunday school and had their own Bible and went later to youth groups. In the early 90s, we took our kids out of school. We sold out of a business and took our kids out of school. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was one of the best things we ever did. It took the kids out of an environment that was not uh, very healthy for them at the time. And uh, it was a time where we strengthened our marriage, strengthened our parenting, and it was a a two-year sabbatical where we just travelled around Australia. We did a lot of volunteering. We we went with the express purpose that we were going to do some significant things. And so the kids had a wonderful two years, and um, they became really social. We had a lot to do with people because where we were volunteering were churches and missions and aged care home, all that sort of thing. So they spent a lot of time with um, Indigenous kids, um, older people and and babies and all sorts of things. So they came back really social. Wow. And we used to to joke that, oh, two years sabbatical, what's God got around the corner? Well, within a couple of years of... uh, Coming back, we had a life-altering event. One of those days we go, life's never going to be the same ever again. And um, it was traumatic, but God carried us through. Yeah, I guess to be concise, what happened was that uh, Vicky's dad was charged with um, child abuse. Mm-hmm. And that was very hard to swallow, but we... Yeah, he ended up doing two years in prison and then we found that there was uh, one of the members of our family had also been abused and that was uh, quite difficult. You're listening to The Story. Today, Eric Scadabo is chatting with Keith and Vicky Buchanan, who are joining us from the Sunshine Coast to tell us their story as a couple. We'll hear more, including their desire to help other couples, when we return. The Story. If this program has highlighted something you'd like prayer for, we'd love to pray for you. Call 1-800-PRAY-FOR-ME. That's 1-800-772-936. It's a free call. Or text 0401-132-888. Hi, I'm Jimmy Colfax, and this is The Story. Our guests today are Keith and Vicky Buchanan, who have been married over 40 years and are sharing with us their story as a couple. Before the break, we heard how their lives were dramatically changed when they found out that Vicky's father had been abusing children and was sentenced to two years in prison. Sadly, they all discovered that one of the members of their family had also been abused. Next, Keith shares about how this impacted his life. For me as a dad, I guess the effect that it had on me was I lost the close relationship with my child mm. and I'm when dad's really, as with the teenager, should be um, very close. That was uh, a difficult time. Mm. 
Well, I'm so sorry to hear that. So yeah. suddenly your world was rocked. Yes, yeah, definitely. It's um, one of those traumatic times is a time for our unconditional love, and God showed me that unconditional love was so important, and I believe it was the one thing that saved our family and our child from disaster. Mm-hmm. Um, so that when they walked back through the, through the door, the mess didn't come with them. It was only the child in the house. And that was just so helpful for me because God showed me that in no uncertain terms. I guess for us as a couple, Eric, mm-hmm. uh, one of the things that we determined early in our marriage was that divorce wasn't an option. Mm-hmm. And um, we've always stuck to that. It's important, I think, for us to say that through the thick and the thin of it, that we're going to make a goal that even though there'll be lots and lots of rough days sometimes, mm-hmm. just to determine that we're going to make the best of what we've got. Mm-hmm. Well, as Jesus said, in this life we will have trouble, and unfortunately exactly. that comes in different forms, and some are yeah. just horrendous, horrendous yeah. trouble, which... Unfortunately, you two have gone through. Yeah. But your relationship was solid through it all? I wouldn't say it was solid through all that time. No. It's easy to take out your frustration and your anger on those that are closest to oh, you. right, yeah. Yeah, and um, so we've actually got to remember who the enemy is. You know, mm, it's, yeah, it's, not, yeah. it's not the family member, it's, you know, it's the devil. And uh, that was one of the things that um, stood us in um, good stead was the fact that, hey, even though we're going through this, it's life, it's trauma that happens and it's not the other person. Mm-hmm. I think that was something that came out of um, the first marriage seminar that we went to, uh, Eric. Mm-hmm. We um, were told that your spouse is not your enemy. And I yep. guess I had allowed that that lie and the devil to come into my head and my heart mm. and that I felt that at some stage that Vicky had become the enemy and I had to determine that that was a lie that had been said to me mm. and subconsciously I was believing it and so there had to be forgiveness there and uh, confession and we've dealt with that. And, yeah, well, uh, I mean, the devil doesn't want healthy relationships, healthy Christian loving relationships as a married couple to survive. And so he's wanting to mess up your lives. And unfortunately with the abuse, he really rocked your world and wanted the two of you to split. But uh, I'm glad that you went to that conference and got that good advice. Speaking of going to a marriage conference, that's where my wife and I met the two of you. You became involved in speaking at marriage conferences. We did, and I never imagined that would happen. <laughs> what, what, meeting us or or being at a marriage conference? <laughs> Going to the marriage conference to start with was a, a bit of a milestone. But, Is that right? Um, How so? Yeah. Uh, just, I guess, there's, I believe that a marriage conference was something I probably didn't need. Mm-hmm. But, um, yeah, eventually I came around to the acceptance that I would be involved in um, going to the conference and then eventually uh, being involved in training and speaking at marriage conferences. 
and um, it was a great experience mm-hmm. in the end. We took that experience back to our church and ran um, ran a course, now I can't remember the name of it, but we ran a course for young married, mm-hmm. um, and one of them was engaged, and just watching the marriages that were there at that course, oh, that's, that's going back a few years now, it's um, really good. Not that I we take full responsibility or, or credit for that, but um, just watching that those um, concepts go into young lives is important. Mm-hmm. Why was that so important to you to help other couples? To tell our story, that was a big one. To tell our story through tragedy and, and um, trauma, um, you know, just shows other younger married couples who haven't had a major life event that it's possible to stick it out. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and, and really, we've that's what we've done. We've just stuck it out through thick and thin, and there's been a lot of thick uh, with one thing and another, mm-hmm. health issues, and I've had a cancer mm-hmm. diagnosis and yep. accidents and things like that. So, yeah, it's it's a matter of just determining in the in the beginning to stick it out and to actually show other younger couples. And we include our three kids in that. Is, mm-hmm. yep. is, um, you've got to stay the course. The options of walking away, um, there'll always be regret. Mm-hmm. And uh, when you stick it out, then A, there's not those regrets, but then there's a rewards for sticking it out. Mm-hmm. And of course, I think you would agree that one of the big rewards that you have after sticking out is the time you've been spending traveling the country together in your empty yes. nest years. Yes, in the early nineties, we took our kids out of school, as I said, and mm-hmm. and, um, and traveled, and that was the make of our family. Mm-hmm. So all three kids got back and said, "Never going to go traveling. Never going to do that again." Now they all say, "Oh, we wish we could do it again." <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. And so you have been doing we, it again. We have been doing it again, yes. So when we both retired, we determined that we would do that again. Yeah, in 2016, um, Vicky had breast cancer and done mm-hmm. chemo. And as she was just finishing her chemo, I was forced to um, resign from my position due to circumstances. And mm-hmm. um, we were going, well, what now, God? And and we felt that it was time for us to sell up the property that we had and, and go do some things that we believe God had put a call on our lives to do. Mm-hmm. Initially, um, we spent time, well, we went to Darwin uh, to try and raise some support to run a Kairos uh, program in Darwin. And, and what is Kairos? Kairos is a prison ministry mm-hmm. that um, puts teams of uh, Christian people into prison groups and tells them that there is a new way and a better way of uh, walking with Jesus. Mm-hmm. And it also helps families outside of the prison who um, have been affected by someone's imprisonment. Okay. We spent time with uh, mobile mission maintenance as mm-hmm. well, mm-hmm. and that was pretty amazing to be able to just be in the caravan because the caravan's our home at the moment. And uh, we did projects right from inner um, Queensland right up through to Darwin and across into the north of 
Western Australia with them. And then since we did that, then uh, I've been working with Kairos mm-hmm. and travelling around uh, New South Wales and Queensland and uh, developing that ministry. So it's been a blessing having the caravan and mm-hmm. not having a home base, although we're we're ready to have a home base. At the <laughs> <moment>. <laughs> um, our kids say, "Oh, three years in the caravan, you haven't killed each other yet." You know? <laughs> well, you haven't. <laughs> well, that's good. But it gets a little close sometimes. That's, I, that's I would imagine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it sounds like, like life has been an adventure for the two of you, especially in your later years. It has. Yeah. yeah for sure. We met some wonderful people and. And seen some amazing places, and been some amazing places, and and um, yes, it has it has been great. I guess I always feel comfortable when I'm helping people. Mm-hmm. Uh, I guess that's the way God's put me together, mm-hmm. and so uh, being part of um, some sort of hands-on practical work, sometimes building, sometimes yeah, just helping with whatever they're doing. Um, at present, we're at um, a Christian campsite, mm-hmm. and um, we can be doing anything from helping with a building project to working in the kitchen. So, <laughs> wow, you guys just keep serving and serving. That's great. Mm-hmm. We a little story from um, our volunteering. Uh, we we're in New South Wales at the beginning of the year, and Keith said, "Oh, before we go back to Queensland, I'd really love to go and." be a part of a team for a week or two uh, with Blaze Aid. It's not a Christian ministry, but it's a it's an organisation that helps farmers primitive fences back up after major bushfires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It started in, um, from the Black Saturday fires. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's an amazing, amazing organisation. And so we went there for a week or two at the most and ended up staying there two and a bit months we were there um yeah working in the kitchen and and helping farmers with fences and we we kind of thought well god why have you got us stuck here but um there was there was just opportunities for living our christian faith mm-hmm. in front of these non-christian people and um i just think that's important it was it was important that we didn't preach but we just lived you live you know, mm-hmm. side by side, shoulder to shoulder when you're working and eating and, you know, living and yeah. playing beside these people. And and they got to know that we were Christians. Mm-hmm. And I, I think that was, uh, yeah, who knows what God wants yeah. out of that, yeah. to bring out of that. But uh, it, was, um, it, was a, it was a good time, but it was also a good time that because we didn't have a home to go to, we needed somewhere safe and secure. Well, I didn't realize I was speaking with homeless people today. <laughs> yeah, <we are. laughs> yeah. And, and I should well. say that on one of your tours through the country, you went through the Melbourne area here, and my wife and I had the privilege of having a picnic with the two of you on the top of Mount Baba, I believe it was. I remember. Yeah. Good times. That was Absolutely. Yes. Well, yeah, thank you so it. much, Keith and Vicki Buchanan, for sharing your journey with us today. Yeah, thank you very much. It's been probably, a pleasure. Probably just one last piece of advice mm-hmm. um, is um, the book His Needs, Her Needs, if you're newly oh, married yep. or yep. going through struggles. Um, grab that book. It's yep. a great book. You know, it just opens your eyes to what each other needs. And probably the last bit of advice would be stick it out. 
walking away. It's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Stick it out. Yeah. Amen. Yeah. Thank you so much for sharing your advice as well. You're welcome. Thank you. Well, I would have to say a big amen to that last bit of advice for couples that Vicky has shared. Stick it out. Calling it quits has never been an option for Vicky and Keith Buchanan. And as we've heard, it has helped them go through some big ups and downs in their over 40 years of marriage. Also, she mentioned a great book that has helped them in their relationship, His Needs, Her Needs by Willard Harley. And I would highly recommend that book as well as it helps couples understand that we often have completely different needs than our spouse. Finally, Keith and Vicky said that one of the many ministries they've been involved in over the years is Kairos Prison Ministry. Kairos reaches out to incarcerated individuals and their families to bring meaning and hope in place of loneliness and despair. To find out more, their website is kairos.org.au. That's kairos, K-A-I-R-O-S, .org.au. Well, thanks for joining us for Keith and Vicky's story. I'm Jimmy Colfax, encouraging you to share your story with someone today. Next time on The Story. Two days before they came, I had a dream. There was a white man that came with his mission trip and he asked for my hand in marriage. So the two days after that, I went to pick James up at the airport. And I looked at him and I said to God, Oh, no. Not him. <laughs> James grew up in Canada and Salorte grew up in Fiji. So how did the two of them meet and marry here in Australia? And how are they now serving the Lord on the Sunshine Coast? We'll find out as James and Salorte Norman share their story next time. The story. the story. Just another way vision is connecting faith to life.